Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Wicked Cow Marketing, home of the Lead Generation Strategy Report. This report is perfect for small businesses that are looking for a new marketing channel to help them generate more leads. All you need to do is head to our website at lgpodcast.com forward slash leads, enter in your details to order your report, and then we'll send you a list of questions asking about your business and about your goals. Once we get your answers, we'll be able to formulate a personalized strategy for your business, recommending what we think is the best way to go to generate more leads. Just go to lgpodcast.com forward slash leads to take advantage. G'day everyone and welcome back to the Lead Generation Podcast. I'm your host Nick Morris and in this episode we're talking about the Get Quotes sites, also known as the Quote Comparison sites, and particularly how small businesses can utilize these types of websites to uh, generate leads for their business. Now essentially how these sites work is a consumer wants to get quotes for a particular service, maybe it's carpet cleaning. They go to one of these sites, they fill in the details of uh, what they're looking for, and then they submit the form, and then the businesses that are a member of the site, they get that information, and then they can submit quotes through the site that the, the end consumer can then make a choice over who, who they're going to choose. And in this episode, we're, we're interviewing uh, with Daniel Duckworth from ServiceCrowd. And ServiceCrowd is one such site of this quote comparison sites or get quote sites. This is actually the second half of our interview with Daniel. The first half was in last week's episode, episode number six. And, and in that episode, we talked more specifically about the general online directories. Uh, so not the get quotes model so much, but more the just general sort of online directory where you pay for a listing or possibly get a free listing on one of these sites, um, and they can also be used to generate leads. So, you know, True Local, Yellow Pages, these are the sorts of sites we're talking about. But this week, we're really focusing on the Get Quotes or the Quote Comparison model of site. So, without further ado, let's get uh, into that interview. Um, well, let's um, perhaps move on from sort of the, the more standard directory stuff to the the get quotes model, which which is um, what what you said our service crowd is mostly focused on. Uh, I've noticed a real a big rise in the number of these sites around in the last sort of five years or so, uh, including service crowd, obviously. Uh, why do you think they're becoming so popular all of a sudden? I think there's a whole lot of reasons, um, but commercially speaking, uh, the quote model can spend more money on direct advertising than a traditional directory because because it's capturing the consumer lead and then on selling it, it gets a direct return on advertising dollars. Whereas a broad directory has a slightly more difficult time saying, well, this is the number of paying members we've got, this is the amount of money we can spend on advertising, and let's hope that that satisfies customers and that we keep making a profit. Um, whereas if you say, well, we've got this number of members and we're generating this number of leads and we're selling it for this amount of money, then we know how much money we're making and we know how much money we can spend on advertising. Uh, and so as, as that kind of comes through, you'll see a lot of these kind of niche ones popping up because they're like, well, we can, we can sell leads, we can make money. But I, I think the niche ones will eventually all either be bought up or not be able to compete in the long run. 
Okay, that's interesting. Um, so I guess like you're saying that uh, the the return or the yeah the return for the businesses that are that are using the site to um, to give leads is better. Therefore, there's more money to be spending um, on on getting those leads in the first place because it's a better model. Is that essentially what you're saying? Sort of. It's it's more that it's um, easily measurable. Um, so I mean, Yellow Pages is no doubt still making more money than say uh, Service Central or Service Crowd or OneFlow. Um, but that's because they're still selling their old products. And when you think about why they're taking so long to transition to something like a quote model, uh, it's because they've got a whole bunch of internal KPIs and business objectives that are a bit archaic, but they've existed for so long and they're still there in the business and they're saying, well, we used to make this, this amount of money, we need to continue making this amount of money. If they were to transition to something like this, they would make a lot less money. But the difference with, with this model is that you can know exactly uh, how much money you'll be making off the leads that you're generating and selling, and that becomes a very attractive internet business model. Cool. Something, something that I was uh, actually just thinking about last night was that um, it seems like a possibility. I don't know how, how likely it is, but do you worry about Google perhaps moving into the, the get quotes space? Like maybe something they're already doing, you know, Google shopping for the product side. Do you worry about them introducing some sort of get quotes model as well? Um, well, they just announced um, about a month ago that they are moving into, well, they're moving into the home services market. So um, eBay announced they're doing it. Uh, Amazon announced and launched their one. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, freelancer.com just announced they're going to be doing it. And so I think Google's just kind of jumping on the bandwagon saying, okay, we're going to do it too. It's difficult to know what their model would be. I, I seriously doubt that they would be selling leads because it just, it, it's, it doesn't sit well with their AdWords model. But they might, I mean, they were doing some testing a little while ago with um, lead gen forms in the AdWords ads in the SERP pages. Um, so it's possible that they will be experimenting with that kind of model. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I do think it's a it's, it's a serious threat, um, but it's also a potential buyout opportunity if, you know, if one of these marketplaces has enough consumers, enough businesses, and enough review data, then there'll be potential buyers. Yeah, interesting, and and it's interesting to see um, the other uh, guys jumping in there as well, like Amazon, you know, pretty from pretty big names. So it's definitely a model that. Seems to be working, which is good. Yeah, I mean, their, their model again is slightly different in that they are trying to commodify services. Uh, in that they want to say, well, a plumber, here's a particular service from a plumber, and here's how much it costs, and you order it from us, and then we'll distribute it. Uh, so that's, you know, it's kind of like Jim's mowing, but for all services run by mm, Interesting. So, well, as we've talked, touched on a, bit, a few of the different sites there and the few of the different um, models, what's the main difference between the different sites in Australia? So just sort of putting these Amazon and Google and, and eBay sites to, aside for one moment, um, what's the main difference between the different sort of get quote sites that are out there, essentially your competitors, and how have you, what have you done different with ServiceCrowd? Right, so um, in principle, the, the models are the same. 
um, and the model is the marketplace advertises on behalf of its businesses with the benefit of comparing quotes, so the consumer gets to compare quotes for a particular service. Uh, they then use lead gen forms to capture the consumer's uh, contact information, um, match that with a local business, and then sell either the contact information to the local businesses or control the actual quoting itself so that the businesses then quote through the website and the consumer then chooses the business they want to work with. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much the way they all work. But each one has slightly different kind of messaging and positioning. So service seeking only recently changed their mantra, which is where businesses fight for yours. So they're much more focused on the consumer end, making sure that consumers get the best possible deal. Service Central seems to work more closely with the businesses, not necessarily to, to the detriment of the consumer, but they are definitely working close with the, the business and making sure that they're getting a good deal. And OneFlare really seems to focus on simplifying the user experience and making it as simplistic as possible to get quotes and really understand the information that's being given to you. And at Service Crowd, we're trying to do a couple of things different. Um, we're taking a bit more of a, a content approach. So the other marketplaces, they, they tend to have some articles, but they're very kind of uh, surface level. Um, and what we're trying to do is take a, a chapter out of um, data journalism. So when, when the businesses submit quotes for particular services, the quote form itself has a whole bunch of categories, say, say it's carpet cleaning. Um, it'll have the number of rooms, the, the material of the carpet, the square meters and so on. Um, and then when the businesses submit quotes, we're able to get some, some, some data about the, the low, the average and the high end of what it costs to get carpets clean. Um, so we started producing cost guides that have um, these kind of bell chart graphs built into them. And then we talk about how much these things are likely to cost based on the different factors. Um, so that's a way of turning our data into um, content that will ideally rank for keywords like carpet cleaning cost or gutter cleaning cost. So that's sort of one side of it, like we want to have um, a strong content approach for consumers. The other side is the, the reviews. We, um, we've, built, we've built a kind of a closed system for reviews, which is that People can only submit reviews if they've actually come through the system and requested a service and worked with a particular service provider. Um, whereas other systems see that because um, because reviews do well in terms of user-generated content and helping with search rankings, um, they encourage um, any user to be able to submit a review, which is what Yellow Pages and True Local do. But I think that that kind of diminishes the integrity of those reviews because it opens it up to uh, fake reviews. Cool. Um, what, what type of businesses tend to do well with the quote model type site like ServiceCrowd? And uh, are there any businesses that should sort of avoid this marketing channel, do you think? Um, so it, it's mostly businesses that are um, small businesses, small to medium enterprises. And Essentially, there's two sides to it. There's, they need to have really good quoting and sales processes, and they need to have good follow-up um, review processes to make sure that they get reviews on the system. 
I mean, so for us, we, we're using a, a gamification system so that people earn points for doing various activities on the site, whether that's publishing content in a community blog, asking, you know, answering questions in a Q&A forum, or getting a good review. Um, all of these things will contribute to their ranking in the directory. If they're able to kind of participate fully in the platform, then they'll do well. But if they don't really have the time to put into it, then they won't do as well. So I think businesses that sort of have a high volume of small transaction value probably aren't really going to be suitable because their, their customers are, are unlikely to have a kind of a memorable experience that's worth reviewing on the platform. So, so mostly it comes down to um, whether it's a suitable business for reviews um, because that's what's going to ultimately get them picked uh, when they're submitting quotes side by side with other businesses. Cool. So it's the 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 type of business. I guess there's also the um, the fact that they need to be the type of business that that gives quotes as opposed to perhaps a product yeah. business. Yeah, that's right. So service industry where quoting is typical. And um, I guess you would say a higher cost per sale or cost per or you know value per customer is better, as you mentioned at the end there, which yeah. is um, you know something we see. Is, is a common theme with, within a lot of um, other sort of online marketing services. Like that's generally the customer we try to focus on with, with AdWords and, and SEO services. So that I can see how that makes sense. And um, uh, having the ability to spend the time on the system to make sure they can get their, uh, uh, their both their reviews up. So make sure that the customers are uh, reviewing them and, and get their better rankings in the directory. How, how does that um, better rankings in the directory, how does that relate to the, the quoting side of things. Uh, do people see those? Uh, so that see the directory listing somehow when they're st seeing the quotes, or how does that work? When when a customer requests quotes, um, they'll they'll only see the people who are submitting quotes, but the order of the people that have submitted quotes will be affected by their their ranking. Um, but then the other side of it is that if a customer comes through to a profile first so if they're looking through the directory um, and they request quotes on someone's profile then the lead is free for that particular business so normally um, the business would have to pay a fee to send a quote but if the, the customer requests a quote directly from their profile then the lead is completely free so that that's means there's a, a strong incentive for them to be ranking high up in the directory so that um, a high proportion of the traffic is going directly to their profile, uh, that the customer is requesting the quote from their profile, and then they get free leads. Great. Yeah, I can see I can see the model sort of coming together now that you've described it fully. So you, uh, you're encouraging people to spend time on, on the system, which is going to get, get them a better chance to get these free leads and, and just do better rankings in the directory. And But also those activities that they're doing are helping your site to improve, and then hopefully that'll get you more search engine traffic, get you more... Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that it's mutually beneficial. If they invest into our platform, then we'll reward them with free leads. Awesome. What are some common mistakes you see businesses make with with either you know your, your platform or these sorts of sites in general, and how can they improve? I think the biggest mistake I see is not treating it like any other marketing channel or advertising channel. What people tend to do is focus on... They'll, they'll spend a little bit of money on a couple of leads, and if they don't win those leads straight away, then they think, oh, this isn't, this isn't working for me. But 
you need to sort of compare that to any other marketing channel. And say you get inquiries from from your website, not all of those inquiries convert into customers anyway, and you've spent a certain number of dollars generating traffic to generate those inquiries anyway. So really, the way to think about it is, well, out of ten we generate this number of customers, what's our cost of customer acquisition? And that's ultimately the best metric to be using and then comparing that to other advertising channels. Okay, so people should um, should spend a little bit of time, a little bit of money on the system to get sort of a, a number of different leads and work through those like you would any other marketing channel rather than just sort of grabbing one or two and, and then leaving if they don't convert. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, and that's the problem with a lot of um, online marketing is that people don't put in enough time to get enough data to make proper decisions. You know, they'll, they'll say, you know, it happens with AdWords all the time. You, know, you get 10 clicks and say, ah, well, we didn't get any customers from those 10 clicks, so it's not worth it. But that 10 clicks is just not enough data. Yeah, it's uh, also a common thing with, with SEO, we find, because uh, SEO tends to take time to work, so you do need to make sure there's enough budget there before you even get, you get in there in the first place. Okay, uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about reviews, which you mentioned towards the beginning there, and you've also mentioned uh, throughout the interview. How important is uh, getting reviews online? It seems to be like a really big thing, particularly with things like word of mouth online that you mentioned, and, and Yelp, I, I guess more in the US, but also here now. They're sort of really riding on this review model, and it seems to be a, a key feature that, that, that people uh, want because they can see the reputation of a business. So how important is the review aspect? Yeah, I think the reviews are becoming increasingly important. Um, and it's kind of a bit of a generational thing. So the people who grew up with the internet are just starting to come into the age where they're regularly buying services online. Um, and prior to that, it was kind of baby boomer generation. And they probably wouldn't turn to the internet for reviews. They turn to their to their friends first and get recommendations. Um, and then they you know, use the print yellow pages. Or I think on the internet, people who grow up with the internet, they just do a Google search. It's the first thing that they do. Um, and if they're able to find reviews that look trustworthy, um, then that's incredibly valuable. So, I mean, it started off in sort of hospitality first. Those reviews are particularly important. And now for the service industry, it's become much more common. Uh, so yeah, so given that they're becoming more and more useful or valuable for a business, I guess this would, you know, naturally incentivize some people to go and create re fake reviews on the on the one hand, and then I guess you've got the the possibility of also disgruntled customers. Oh, sorry, disgruntled disgruntled customers. I guess leaving um, uh, you know true or real negative reviews, but also it could be employees or other businesses leaving fake reviews. So how much of a big problem is a fake review sort of within the, within the industry, do you think? Yeah, so I think that there's two parts to the question. One, there's negative reviews, and negative reviews are a natural part of business, and I think that the internet is about transparency. Um, so I think that businesses need to understand that they will get negative reviews, and that the best approach is to reply to those negative reviews and say, um, so this is the customer side of the story, here's our side of the story, and let um, consumers uh, read that full story uh, and make that available to people. Because um, I think that a business that has a thousand five-star reviews isn't particularly reliable. Uh, and as people get more and more savvy about 
consuming information on the internet, they'll make decisions based on that kind of information and say, that looks fake, um, and trust it less. Um, so the second part is uh, fake reviews, either positive or negative. Um, and that, that is a real problem. And I mean, the consumer watchdog recently has been kind of cracking down on it and there's pretty serious fines to do with it. And for us, like I said earlier, we have a closed system so that only people who come through the system, hired somebody, can that actually be reviewed. Um, and I think that ultimately it's not just about producing user-generated content on your site, but about producing data with integrity. Uh, if it's got integrity, then it can be used in other channels. So as reviews become more and more important, they'll be aggregated across mobile mobile apps and apps on all sorts of devices like Yelp and so on, and if that if that data is considered to be authentic and trustworthy, then more and more sites will be wanting to aggregate the data. Cool, cool. And um, how, both in general and with service crowds specifically, how can a business go about encouraging their customers to review them? Yeah, so I think that um, businesses should take this quite seriously and have really strict um, follow-up processes. Um, and that could just be something as simple as having a kind of a social media uh, or review business card. So something that has short links to particular review properties or social media sites um, and specifically asking them to, to review you. And, and then also um, having automated email marketing to remind them about those review properties. I mean, some people will kind of start doing this sort of thing. they'll email each customer. But if you put them into a CRM and you have uh, it automatically remind them to review you, then you don't even have to think about the administrative overhead to do with that. Cool. And um, and how does Service Crowd uh, handle the review side? Do, do you do anything? Do you have like your your own sort of um, automated system for encouraging people to review? Or yeah, yeah. So um, a message will go out to the customer after a certain amount of time. Um, and ask them for a review, as well as the business has a tool to um, ask the customer to review them through the site. Um, and like I said before, we're looking at actually setting up a process where, at cost, we will get the businesses to submit existing customers um, so that we can then call up those customers and get an, in, an independent review about those businesses because it, it's valuable data for for the consumers, it's valuable data for our website, and it's useful for the, um, the businesses in our marketplace. So, looking at hopefully being able to do that for about ten dollars each, um, and then just spend a lot of time going through every single business and collecting some really good, high-quality reviews for them. That's an interesting idea because I guess um, when a new business joins a site like this, there could be that chicken and egg problem where you know they don't have any reviews, therefore they don't get any customers, therefore they don't get any reviews. So to be able to sort of kickstart it with, with with past customers would be would be pretty handy. Do you have any thoughts on uh, incentivizing reviews somehow? I mean, not necessarily incentivizing a, a positive review because that you know, could certainly be. It could certainly affect the integrity of the review, but just incentivizing a review in general? Yeah, I mean, that's a really tricky area. If you look at the way iPhone games are reviewed, they're really pretty sneaky with their incentivizing. So because they've got 
essentially analytics to do with the way the game is being used, they know when the game player has had a positive experience, um, and so they'll, they'll prompt the user to specifically submit a review based on their gaming activity, which I think is a really smart thing to do, but it's also a slightly misleading thing to do. Um, but the problem is if you don't do it, well, everyone else is doing it and you're missing out on all these positive reviews. But in terms of incentivizing, I would say just do what makes sense for your customers in your business. So if there's something, something you do for your customers or something that you give to your customers that they are going to see as valuable, then provide that to them. Or, you know, there's often this thing to do with experience. Like, if you've got two businesses that are essentially the same, um, the way to differentiate is by providing an exceptional experience. And if you provide an exceptional experience, then you don't even really need to incentivize reviews. Great. Well, uh, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of, of this episode. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Daniel. It's been fantastic uh, delving into your to your knowledge on this topic and, and hearing more about Service Crowd. So thanks very much. Um, if, if businesses want to uh, learn more about, about the business and, and perhaps get involved, uh, where can they do that? Um, so it's just servicecrowd.com.au. And if you are a business interested in signing up, just uh, click on the, the sign-up link and it's got some information about how it all works. And if you're a consumer looking to get quotes, then just head to servicecrowd.com.au and type in the service that you're looking for. Awesome. Well, we'll have uh, some links to that, to that stuff in the show notes for this episode, lgpodcast.com for those. And thanks very much. Great. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks again for tuning in. To find the show notes for this episode, head to our website at lgpodcast.com. You can also find information about subscribing there. So we're available on both iTunes and Stitcher. You can also subscribe to our email list to be emailed each time we release a new episode. So just head to lgpodcast.com.